0: On today's show, we will recap last night's preseason game between the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. Dallas dropping that game by a score of 3-1. to one. We have a lot to talk about in regards to that game. We'll talk about Dennis garyanoff his performance, and his overall expectations going into this season. We'll talk about the special teams for the Dallas Stars and how they've done this preseason and whether or not we should be concerned about either of them going forward. And to close out, we'll talk about our favorite newest Dallas star, Nils Lundqvist, and also give a quick update on the jason robertson situation a ton to talk about on this tuesday episode of locked on stars you're locked on stars your daily podcast on the dallas stars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Howdy Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Tuesday October 4th, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a five-star rating or review if you enjoy the show. Help it reach a new and broader audience. And lastly, you can find and follow us on social media at Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane Double Underscore Lewis. And we have a lot to talk about on today's episode, especially in regards to last night's preseason game at the American Airlines Center, the last. Stars home game uh, before the official regular season home opener for the team that will be later this month against the Nashville Predators. The Stars fall to the Colorado Avalanche by a score of 3-1, to one. really a 2-1 to one type of game with an empty netter coming in the final seconds of the matchup for the Avalanche, but nonetheless, a game that really there was some expectation that maybe the Stars could have a nice offensive outburst because the Avalanche hadn't played too many of their big-name star players. But last night, a lot of the big-name guys making their... Preseason debut for the Avs, Arturi Lekkanen, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, just to name a few, and Paolo Frantos coming out for the Abs and having a really solid night between the pipes, uh, only allowing one goal in the third period to Nils Lundqvist, a goal that we will talk about a little bit later on in the show. But a guy I really want to cover today, one, because he played pretty well last night and had some really good looks at the net, but also just haven't talked about him a lot this preseason. And I think that there's a good amount of pressure on his shoulders going into this season is, of course, Denis Gurionov. He played a really solid game last night despite the loss he recorded, four shots on goal as well as recording an assist on the aforementioned goal by Nils Lundqvist. He played four minutes and 36 seconds on the power play, was very active on there, got some fantastic looks, even had a few one-timers that he let rip. Unfortunately, they were not able to find the back of the net, and myself and many others are hoping that we will see this kind of Denis Gurionov going forward. Uh, obviously, last season was not ideal for him, although I think he or not think i know he set a career high in points last season with 31 but just was on and off again as far as his standing with coach Rick Bonus it seemed getting healthy scratched several games throughout the season and even when he was playing it just felt like something was missing something wasn't right for Denis Gurianov, and I don't know if that had to do with his relationship with the coaching staff or if there was something else going on mentally physically but he just did not seem to be himself although he is a young guy only 25 years old still you know finding his way in the NHL per se but he really does need to have a big season this year, uh, and he's, I feel like, been under the radar as far as camp and preseason goes, and that's really more due to the amount of other storylines as far as forwards, whether that's the prospects, whether that's Mason Marchment, whether it's Jason Robertson still not re-signing with the team, a lot of other things going on that it feels like Dennis Garianoff has just kind of faded into the background. But again, last night he was very active with the Stars' offense. He recorded 10 scoring chances for that was third on the team only behind Miro Haskinen and Yanni Hockenpah above Nils Lundqvist I mean you would expect defensemen to be near the top of that list most nights just because of the amount of shots that they take from those top of the offensive zone so Dennis Gurionov had a very good night offensively unfortunately none of his looks were able to connect and result in a goal but it's a very good sign to, to see Dennis being as active as he is because this is a monumental stretch that he's going into especially the opening of this season he's going into I guess you could call it the final year of his deal he did sign a new deal that was only worth one year total uh, making just under three million dollars and you know he's got got a lot of weight on his shoulders like we said needs to prove himself to this Stars team there's a lot of speculation that maybe this is kind of a make it or break it season with this club if he has a really nice season I imagine the Stars will look to get him back with the team long term but if he doesn't perform To what the expectations are, which is for him to be an explosive offensive threat. The Stars potentially let him go in free agency, although he will be an RFA next offseason, and that's way farther down the line. And I personally would love to see Dennis Garanoff thrive and succeed here with the Dallas Stars in this new Pete DeBoer led system. And he, I think, the key to it is just he needs to find a specific role and be really good at that specific role. And I think he has a great opportunity to be a threat on the power play especially. Of course, he's going to get plenty of five-on-five five minutes, but there's going to be several other guys that can be relied on as maybe the number one, number two, number three scoring options as far as, you know, these top lines. And I imagine Gurionov could very well find himself maybe on a second line somewhere, uh, maybe playing alongside a guy like Mason Marchment. I think that could be very interesting. But I think the power play is where Dennis Gurionov could really make his presence felt for this Stars team. We've talked about the one-timer that he has. I mean, he has a mean shot and I feel like last season, maybe he had his tail between his legs a little bit of the time, and maybe he wasn't showing as much offensive capabilities as we know that he is you know, capable of performing. And hopefully we will see that in the past this season, and we'll see him kind of come out refreshed, renewed, and ready to go. Because we've seen the big-time goal-scoring ability before from Denis Gurionov. He scored 20 goals in 64 games in the 2019-2020 season. We all know that the regular season was cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but that was Dennis's real first full season in the National Hockey League he'd had a few other brief stints with the Stars before I think one season he had like nine games played and then another one uh, around 20 games played but this was kind of his first full campaign with the Stars and he played fantastic in the regular season given his age and really lack of experience at the time I mean 20 goals uh, in 64 games, certainly nothing to scoff at for a guy that was in the position he was in. But then even in the Edmonton bubble in the postseason, he scored nine goals in 27 playoff games. He was fantastic for the Stars during the 1920 campaign and was even a pretty decent player during that weird 2021 season. And then last season, it felt like he took a step back, but again, he had a career high in points. But really, it's just been a lack of goal scoring for Dennis as of late. And that's really, at the end of the day, what he's good at. And that's why the Dallas Stars drafted him and chose him, was to be an elite goal scorer because we know that he can skate pretty well. He moves with excellence on the ice, and we've seen the shots there before. The proof is there. We know that he can be at least a 20-goal guy, if not more. If the Stars are able to finish out that 2019-2020 season, normally he probably gets close to 30 goals, if not more, just at the rate and pace that he was playing. might have been a lot to ask for with 64 games already played. Would have been a tight squeeze, but I think he certainly could have made a big push for 30. So hopefully he's able to find his role in this Pete DeBoer system, whether it's you know being a threat on the five-on-five, five, which I'm sure he will be on some nights, or if it's just being a consistent threat on the power play night in and night out. We really need to see a resurgence for Dennis Gurionov, and if we see that, I think that that is one of the pieces of the puzzle of getting the Stars over the hump and making them a legit playoff contender this season. Well, coming up next, we're going to continue to talk about last night's game. We're going to take a deep dive and look at the special teams for the Dallas Stars and specifically how they fared last night, but also just the overall thoughts on them throughout this preseason. Because given how things were last year, they might not be how you expect. More on that after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in 100% real chocolate cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course like i said they are covered in 100 percent real chocolate all of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it plus it's healthy for you what's great about built bars is that their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits so you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need it for a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and sugar and grab yourself a Built bar. You can go to Bilt.com right now and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use our promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, let's talk about the special teams for the Dallas Stars and how they've performed this preseason and more specifically how they performed last night in the matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. And the Stars have really had kind of a Jekyll and Hyde type of running with their special teams, especially last night at the American Airlines Center. The Stars' penalty kill has actually looked pretty good. Obviously, it has not been perfect and there's been moments where the puck has found its way into the back of the net. And especially last night against the Avs, the PK looked really sharp outside of a pretty sneaky, really good play from Miko Rantanen and Arturi Lekanen. But again, those are two of the top dogs for the avalanche. You had to imagine that there was going to be some sort of damage done by those guys. Lekanen having a fantastic game for the Avs, but just an all-around really good play by them. And Rantanen, of course, one of the best wingers in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's always going to be a threat, whether it's on the five-on-five or the power play, not Not really a ton of shame and really just a nice shot from Lekkonen that beats Jake Ottinger, but other than that, the Stars' penalty kill looked fantastic. They generated a high danger chance for in the first period on the penalty kill. Uh, The first period penalty kill that they had was maybe the best one of the game, like I said, generating an offensive look that was high danger for them, and they only allowed eight scoring chances against on the penalty kill throughout the entire evening. They looked and just felt Really good to watch them on the ice last night. There were several guys making big impacts. Luke Glendening looks like he's going to be another really nice piece to the Stars' PK this season. Yanni is out there racking up PK minutes. A really good bunch out there for the Dallas Stars. And that was kind of one of the strengths as the Stars wrapped up the season last year and even in the postseason. The PK was actually kind of more the strength than the power play. As we all remember, the power play absolutely fell off the face of the earth near the end of the season and in that series against Calgary. And that seems to kind of still be the trend here. The PK looking pretty good through the first stretches of the preseason. Uh, And, the power play, though, really, really lacking. The Stars went over 5 on the power play last night against the Avalanche, and it's not really from a lack of bad looks. I think that that is one thing we can take note of compared to the end of last season. If you remember watching a lot of games last season, the power play not only was not scoring, but they just had trouble maintaining possession in the zone, getting good looks, generating good passes. That's not the case this preseason, and was certainly not the case last night for the Stars. They generated 12 scoring chances for on at the power play, five scoring chances for on the PP uh, in the first and second period and two in the third period, and they just had – plenty of opportunities. There were several moments where it felt like it was really just only a matter of time uh, before the puck found its way in the back of the net. They were passing really well. The Stars did a good job of maintaining possession in their own zone. Really, only a few times did the puck seep past the blue line and really those chances came later in the game when there is more fatigue, you're a little bit more tired uh, and it is a preseason game, of course, so you're not going to be maybe trying as hard as you would be if it were a regular season game that had meaning and had implications as far as the NHL standings, but even just beyond the power play. The Stars in general, the offense just feels kind of off, which is to be expected with the Stars team and is probably to be expected in the preseason. And again, it's not because of a lack of trying. The Stars had 43 scoring chances for last night versus 29 for the Avalanche. Uh, and I mean, you can go look at Natural Stat Trick. They had, kind of have a, a heated shot tracker, if you will. Um, for how the game went. And the Stars, I mean, especially around the net, just had so many opportunities to score. They generated a ton of high danger chances scoring for uh, that just did not find the back of the net. And that was kind of the story for the team early last season. Looks like it could potentially be a trend at the start of this year. And I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of players around the net there to get rebounds. Uh, And that's something that I've noticed that other teams have done really well this preseason, especially the Blues in that first preseason game a week ago. And it seems like even the Avs did a little bit better of a job of surrounding the crease to try to get second chance opportunities on the shots. And it seems like something that the Stars aren't doing quite as well. But if you look at some of the players on the ice, I think there is reason to be optimistic. It's okay that they're missing these shots in the preseason. I think the chances will continue to come in the regular season. And these guys will connect on some of their shots. Remember, we are missing some NHLers on the ice. Most preseason games like Tyler Sagan didn't play last night. Definitely one of the bigger names that did not play. That was fine and will probably play on Wednesday in Colorado, I imagine. Again, that's just kind of an assumption, Uh, but he did not play Monday. But there was a line that I really did like uh, that logged some pretty good minutes, and that was the line of Mason Marchment, Rope Hintz, and Joe Pavelski. They played eight and a half minutes together on the ice. They generated seven scoring chances for four high-danger chances for, uh, and it just looked like a really sharp group and a group that I Really would not mind seeing if opening night comes, Jason Robertson still isn't signed. If you need to plug Mason Marchment on that top line, I would absolutely be okay with that. I think that he's earned that spot. He's without a doubt earned a spot in the top six, but if Robertson comes back, maybe you look to add him to a second line alongside Tyler Sagan. Maybe throw Dennis Gurianov in there as well and Mason Marchman, especially. I, I mean, you just look at him on this line. He is an absolute menace everywhere on the ice. He's generating these scoring chances. He's scoring goals this preseason. He's flying all over the ice, but he's also using his physicality and his body. He, he a lot of times, was hitting these Colorado Avalanche players and getting them to jaw back at him, uh, in, you know, in between plays whenever the puck was stopped. And that, you just love to see that from a player, a player that can, you know, get in the head of the opponents, but also be a scoring threat, be a threat to rack up a assist and set up his teammates for success. Mason Marchman, it's only the preseason. He hasn't been there that long, but there is a ton of reason to be excited to see how he performs this season for the Stars. He just came off a fantastic campaign with the Florida Panthers, and he's gotten his pay raise. He's with the new team in a new city, and he's looking to continue to prove himself to show that last year was not a fluke, and it seems like he is ready to set the NHL world on fire and potentially become a fan favorite here in In Dallas. And speaking of potential new fan favorites, we're going to take another quick break. But when we come back, we will talk about the unsung hero of the Dallas Stars defenseman core this preseason, Nils Lundquist. All right, let's close out talking a little bit about Nils Lundquist, and we'll talk a little bit about Jason Robertson at the end of the show, at the end of this segment. Nils Lundquist, man. I mean, the, there is so much to be excited for about this kid. I mean, he seems like he is going to be a big deal for the team this season. I mean, it seems like perhaps our prayers have been answered on at the blue line you lose a guy like John Klingberg I'm not saying that Nils Lundquist I mean it's the preseason I don't want to overreact you don't want to just assume he's going to come in and fill the role of John Klingberg perfectly that was that is very very high expectations and expectations are continuing to rise for Nils Lundquist but this kid seems to be very special and it seems like he may be worth the first round pick that the Dallas Stars gave up to the New York Rangers He just finds ways to impress you, and I imagine the coaching staff continues to be impressed as well. He generates offense incredibly. I mean, he's reliable at the top of the zone. If the play needs to be reset or a teammate needs to find him to get rid of the puck to pass it on to someone else, he's there. He finds ways to get open, and he also can shoot the puck. We saw the only goal from the Stars last night came from Nils Lundqvist in the third period. It was an absolute missile of a shot from the top of the offensive zone. I mean, just watching it. I mean, I would not want to be the defender or goalie who has to put their body in the way to block it. I mean, it is just a tough shot from a guy that is not that big, but I mean, this kid, every time I watch him on the ice, I just get excited because there's not really a whole lot that he can't do at least offensively. You like to see a little bit more defensively, but even last night, he made a few good plays here and there defensively and I think that will just come with time, especially if he's able to play alongside guys like Miro Haskinen or maybe even a guy like Essa Lindell. And speaking of Miro Haskinen, I think Nils Lundqvist is continuing to build his case to potentially play on a top pairing alongside Miro Haskinen. I think that could be an extremely fun duo to watch. Uh, and we're even watching Miro Haskinen kind of come into his own offensively. Like I said earlier, he led the team in scoring chances four. He had some really good looks at the net. Unfortunately, none of them able to connect. If we can see both those guys take those big steps offensively while still having Miro as the backbone of the defense and watching Lundqvist continue to grow and develop, I think that we could be in for a real treat this season on the blue line with a guy like Nils Lundquist coming out of nowhere. I mean, a lot of Stars fans, I know I didn't, I wasn't very familiar with him, and I imagine many of you as well, unless you follow the New York Rangers very closely, might not have been super familiar with this kid or who he was until out of nowhere, the Stars just make a deal. Uh, and you got to give props, at least through the preseason, to Jim Nill and the rest of the front office, the scouting department especially, that goes out and says, hey, this Nils Lundquist kid, he's kind of just sitting under the radar in New York, buried on this roster of loaded defensemen. We can go out and get him. And he can be a weapon for this team. Very, very excited to see what is to come from Nils Lundqvist. Still a couple of preseason games left to go in Colorado and in Minnesota, but I think that he is a lock for the opening night roster. And I think that he could be a lock for a top four spot, potentially a top two spot playing alongside the Stars' premier defenseman in Miro Haskinen. Now, as far as Jason Robertson, not a ton to report on, not a ton. To update on, but we may be closer to a deal than we might have originally thought going into this week. According to Elliot Friedman, who I'm sure many of you are familiar with, of Sportsnet he hosts The 32 Thoughts the podcast a very popular hockey podcast that I encourage you to check out if you don't already if you want a nice little roundup uh, of the NHL once or twice a week a very good show very intriguing show but they talk about Jason Robertson at least once per episode probably for the past month or so they've been doing this uh, and you know it seems like Robertson could potentially be getting closer to a deal according to Elliot Friedman nothing really official that says oh it's for sure happening this week but Friedman is a guy who who knows more than we do. I mean, he is one of the ultimate NHL insiders, a guy who has so many connections across the league uh, and really just kind of has a sense for when things can happen or knows, hey, just, you know, according to history, historically with other players. This is when this kind of stuff happens, and I think he just knows with how close we are to the regular season, the desperation for the Dallas Stars to get a deal done, and just Jason Robertson wanting to get back out on the ice and play. There's reason to believe that we could see a Jason Robertson deal get done this week, which is exciting to think about, but also very scary to think about because we could just be getting our hopes up for nothing to happen, and then we get to game week, and we could be potentially without our best goal scorer in jason robertson which is very scary so nothing official on the rumor mill but i think that friedman does have a point in saying that really it's more on the star side that they're starting to get to this point where maybe they can try to i don't think jason robertson actually has that much leverage given the stars cap situation but i think the stars may make some moves whether that is moving anton hudobin or maybe trying something else Uh, Really, at the end of the day, the sooner that Jason Robertson can get signed, the better because he needs to be at practice. He needs to get familiar with this team, with this system, uh, and hopefully he, by some miracle, is ready to go by opening night. Uh, And if not then, hopefully very soon, because if the Stars want to get out to a fast start this season, Jason Robertson is going to need to be a massive part of that effort. Otherwise, the Stars could find themselves falling behind in the race for the Central Division. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Help us get to 1,000 subs by the end of 2022. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Rate and review the show. Find us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter At Dane Double Underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. Be sure to tune in back here tomorrow. We'll be previewing the Stars and Avalanche yet again, a game that will be nationally televised on TNT. So put that on your calendars if you're interested in watching another Dallas Stars preseason game. Lots to talk about there, and maybe we'll get to talk about Jason Robertson inking a new deal. Keep it locked in here to Locked on Stars. Remember, we are uploading five days a week all throughout the season. Going to be a very exciting season covering every single game but i hope you have a great tuesday stars fans we'll see you back here tomorrow